Hello, you've joined the Script Mistress for scene 31, interview with April's winner, Ben Wagley. I hope I said that right, Ben. I'm your host, Amber Bosworth, and I'm so excited to bring you this episode. I think I had so much fun speaking with Ben, and I decided to take a little bit of a break from the Archetype series again, just to give you this interview. I think it's amazing. I think one of the um, best things about running the Ink to Screen Challenge is getting to give out money to a writer who won the challenge and then get to sit down and like pick their brain and learn all the amazing ways that they do their process and their writing process. So Ben was one of over 35 writers tasked with writing a new script based on an image prompt. Now I found a great image showing a large wave swelling with a sunset kind of in its center. Well, a sunset or sunrise, depending on how you would um, look at it. Ben wrote... The title, A Nonsense Day at the Beach. And the logline is, A writer finds that life comes to you in waves and learns how to roll with the tides. This was such a great interview. I had so much fun. I think in light of the writer's strike, it was just such a great way to really kind of express, you know, the challenges that writers go through and what we do and how we process things and how we view the world. I thought it was such a great interview and I hope you enjoy it. Enjoy it as much as I did. All right. So here we are. We are with Ben who won the April challenge. (laughs) How are you doing, Ben? Uh, Great. Happy to be here. Really excited. The challenge is really fun. Thanks for setting it all up. Yeah, absolutely. And how do how do you pronounce your last name? I just want to make sure I say it. Wagley, W-A-G-L-E Wagley. Yeah, so Wagley. Okay, see. <laughs> so when I do my intro, because I'll do it later, do that yeah. right. Wagley. Very good. All right. So tell us tell us a little bit about the script. What's the name? And if you don't remember the logline, I do have it. Uh, yeah. So the script's name it's uh called a nonsense day at the beach, which was a line I took out of the script that felt fitting for the title. Mm-hmm. Um. And the log line, I think you can read it off. I don't have it pulled up right. Actually, I do. I do have it pulled up. (laughs) Um, The log line is uh, a writer finds that life comes at you in waves and learns how to roll with the tides, which I took off of the, you know, image, the, the inspiration image you gave us. Yes. Very good. And I thought like, because you guys submitted before the writer's strike, I just thought it, it was, it had such a nice punctuation on what every, all the writers are going mm-hmm. through right now, um, how we find inspiration in that. So I, I, it just had a little bit of um, extra oomph to it, I think. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what, what else kind of inspired this besides the prompt? Like what kind of, or what part of it really brought it out? Yeah, so we had we had five days for this challenge, and I'd done five page screenplay challenges before that you have you know two or three days. So this was a little more time to think, which is nice. And for the first couple of days, it was more back of mind trying to ideas would come in, and then I would throw that out if that's not interesting or it doesn't really fit with the prompt. Was very interesting in that it it purely is just like a wave out in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily I live in Santa Monica. So on the Saturday before this was the deadline for, uh, you know, the competition, mm-hmm. we had nice weather. So we actually went to the beach and it was sitting at the beach, not really watching the waves, but just watching people walk back and forth that I thought that like the prompt sets up the, this, this story that could easily be at a beach. I imagine most stories were set at a beach in some form. Um, 
of just like what are the kinds of people you could see on a beach who who are the kinds of people you would interact with or see there's people playing games there's people who are selling food i just thought that that world would be really interesting to write in and then i could get you could get a little weirder with it of you know kind of quirky characters that could show up on a a beach that um you know ended up with this story mhm mm yes no i love that and it was it was so like in just in the five pages, being able to encapsulate how we as writers get our inspiration and how just watching around right. and sometimes the most mundane things can be inspirational. So yeah. Yeah, that, that really came from being Saturday and me still not having an idea. I was like, well, what if I just write about a person who doesn't have an idea? And <laughs> that's the point of the story. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, it came together nicely enough. That's good. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so describe your uh, screenwriting journey. Um, when did you start becoming me or writing screenplays or your writing journey altogether? Sure. So I think everyone has at points in their life ideas where they're talking with friends and they're like, oh, this would this would be a great show or this would be a movie. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point where when I was in college around 2012, 2013, that we had an idea for a show and we outlined all the different episodes you could have and then didn't do anything as almost everyone does. Mm. And then in 2017, I had constantly, so for five years, just been thinking about this other ideas, but this one just felt right. And I had ideas for dialogue and scenes and jokes. And there were jokes that I wanted to put in there. And I just started I just went into a Google Doc so no mm -hmm. formatting no tool so it was like yeah. some stuff is centered some stuff isn't centered I kind of made it up <laughs> and wrote um it's supposed to be 23 pages from everything I read so I wrote an exactly 23 page long uh screenplay that had I think maybe 10 scenes in it the scenes were really long and I thought that's weird so I went and read screenplays and watched episodes of TV mm -hmm. Parks and Rec and, and other kind of sitcom -y comedy shows and realized they have a lot of scenes. There's a lot of cutting between things. Mm -hmm. It's much faster and quicker. So I rewrote, revised that, shared it with some friends who thought it was funny. And and from there, just kind of kept reading more, writing more, got an actual screenwriting software so that it would make everything easier. And then it's mm -hmm. just been really learning, reading, writing constantly since then. Very nice. Yes. I think my first one was on a Word document because mine was yeah. back in 2002. Yes. <laughs> so yes, we all started there and like, oh, is this the way? But yeah, the the software definitely makes it a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, much easier. Yeah. So what um, were there any kind of um, books that you went to or anything like that? What was like something that really helped you out as you were beginning or as you were revising that script? I read, so I read some of the standard stuff that you hear about. I think no one can start writing and not hear about Save the Cat as, oh, you should read this book. So I, I read that to get an idea of structure and that goes to pages. I didn't really follow the, this should happen by this page and this should mm -hmm. happen by that page. But it gave yeah. me an idea that that's even something you could think about. It's not just funny characters and events that happen and jokes, but that there there should be this structure, which I got from watching enough movies and things, you understand how scenes can kind of play off each other and work together to drive a storyline. Mm -hmm. But really thinking about that through um, that book, I read my grandma had a like an original version of Sid Field's screenplay book. So I read oh, that wow. too, which was very old. And <laughs> some of it made sense still, some of it didn't. But 
-hmm. a lot of things that I would read about online too. There were blogs that I would read about that said, you know, learning everything that it came from is the most useful way to then like break the rules once you know the rules. And then um, I started taking actual writing classes with groups. Uh, There's a Corey Mandel screenwriting class that um, I joined and that's all virtual now, but that was really good to actually get feedback from, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those classes definitely help that way where you like, look at my stuff, tell me where I'm going wrong. Exactly. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, and I think it's so great. Like when you think, you know, your, your um, grandma's book, you said, right? Your grandma's? Yeah. Yeah. So seeing it all the way back then, there are certain themes that are always the same. And I like what you mm-hmm. said, like you still need to know the rules before you can break them, like yeah. learn them and get really good at them first and then learn ways to deviate from them. Because I think that makes it, it doesn't just doesn't make you seem like an ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it, it really seems like, you know, what you're talking about and, and you come at it at a different way. I think respecting those, I think is so important. So mm-hmm. what is a, a good, like, um, screenwriting mindset or technique that you get into when you write? Is there something that you do that kind of helps your process? Interesting. So I used to, it's changed, especially because the class I took was very much on figuring out your process. Mm. And it's very, the process it taught is very logical. It's like making lists, list Mm. all possible ideas for everything. (laughs) Don't think about the quality of the ideas, list Mm -hmm. everything that could happen. So if you're writing a story at a beach, List all the things that could happen at a beach and come up with 300 or 400 things, then go through it and pick the stuff that would be the most useful in the kind of story you want to write. Mm -hmm. That's a very organized, logical way to go about it. When I first started writing, it was like ruminate and stew on an idea and walk around with it in my head. And then it would get to these like pressure points where eventually it couldn't stay in your head anymore and you have to write. And I would just write sitting on my couch. I didn't have a desk. It would be like my laptop in my lap and just, <laughs> it wasn't a goal of page count or anything. It was get out all of the things that were in my head of what character said, what the room looked like. And that would naturally flow into scenes that come before it or things that would be needed to make that line of dialogue make sense. Yeah. Like the joke actually makes sense. So it was a mix of the more intuitive, natural flowing, which is how I, I, liked to get it's more enjoyable that way in my mind to just kind of have the creativity flow out and hope Mm -hmm. that it keeps coming but now after trying a bunch of different ways I'm a mix of that logical list way and then for the most recent version of a pilot I wrote I did I did full note cards like all of the note cards Mm -hmm. for it just Mm -hmm. to try that out I really liked that and that you could update the note card move it to like the done pile when you were done that's that's pretty nice and it doesn't it doesn't inhibit the creative flow of it. It just lets mm-hmm. you know where you're going. So I like that mix of mm-hmm. having a roadmap and then putting the stuff in more creatively as I go through it. Yeah. Yeah. I love note cards for me. Yeah. I love having yeah. them up and cause dep- you know, doing a sitcom too, you can kind of move things around a little bit just depending on yeah. where you mm-hmm. are in the story. So that, that really helps. And it, it's always nice when you're done and you put it down, it's like, you feel like you've moved right. forward, like your mm-hmm. story is. So that's, yeah, absolutely. So how about when you read another another writer's script, what impresses you or what do you like find that maybe is not so great in like beginning scripts or? Interesting. So yeah, I, I always try to read more as much stuff as I can, especially I'm, you know, there's groups, discord channels and things where you mm-hmm. can read other writers like me who are, you know, learning and, and growing and, and yes. getting to the point of, you know, being better. Everyone is always mm-hmm. trying to get better, right? Um, yep. I find that, the concepts I usually like and I get excited about, about, you know, 
interesting ideas. People come up with such weird ideas, even ones that aren't things that I would write, like period piece. Mm-hmm. There was like period piece stuff, pirates and, um, mm-hmm. you know, full on like rom-com romance things or horror. I've mm-hmm. A lot of people have horror scripts they write that I, I wouldn't necessarily write that myself, but the ideas can be cool and exciting. And the, the way that they writers can naturally make the world feel real with like the characters and even how a character is named and things characters do that always I find really exciting in that my favorite part of even nonsense stories I haven't come up with a word for it yet but I love franchises I don't even care if they're good I just like this idea that you've created such a vast world and like just keep dumping Mm -hmm. ideas into that world even if it's terrible I've watched all of the Saw movies, all, all of the Purge movies, all of any kind of movie that, like, how do you make seven or eight of these stories in this <laughs> world? It's a real thing. Just like mm-hmm. everyone's favorite, you know, fantasy books. I Those are also great of just expanding upon a thing. So seeing people build a world and and being able to kind of be in this thing that another person created, that's always really exciting. And then mm-hmm. in terms of, I don't know if we call it frustrations yeah. or, or things like that, there's always weird... Uh, dialogue things or or maybe it's like not the writer's voice but tone of way that they word a description or something where it's it could sound cool but it could feel forced and you could tell these are things that the writer really wanted to put in rather than needed to be in Mm. the script that's where if I get that feeling maybe it's true maybe it's not but that's the feeling you want to avoid of like oh you really wanted the character to say this or you Mm -hmm. wanted this thing to happen even just watching produced material sometimes you watch a show and you're like oh they just wanted that character to come back or they just wanted them to all end up at this house but it didn't make sense how any of them got there Mm -hmm. that's a thing that I I come very much from um I I work in software engineering so like logical flow is probably the hardest thing to fight against but if I watch a show and I don't see that it made sense how something happened that's (laughs) that's the thing that I think I'm more picky on than usual yeah. That's it's funny you say that cuz I think I I anybody who reads my feedback will I'll be like this didn't really make sense like it it mm-hmm. and I understand a short script but it's still everything has to make sense and right. and I do point that out. I'm the same way. I'm like that it doesn't feel like the character would say that. It just seems like he wanted a happy ending, but it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like the character would have actually said that. So I like that that you make it more of a um a visceral feeling. That's right. Like yeah. as a writer if if there's something you feel like oh but I really want it then it's probably not what your character wants or what it should be in there so yeah look out for that feeling I like that um you know go with your gut yeah um besides that besides the gut thing I really like that um what other tips would you um give out because you know this is mostly for beginning writers and everything too yeah yeah so what are are some other tips the biggest thing that I just realized and it comes across like purely in this story for anyone that reads it and obviously you read it one of the things you liked the most was the the motivational turtle, which is like a nonsense talking animal that genuinely I was sitting here and I was like, what? I need, yeah, I need something here. And that idea like invented it. I didn't have, like mm-hmm. I haven't used a talking turtle. I've used talking animals in a lot of my other scripts, but um, I found that getting to the advice part, I've done these kinds of competitions that have three judges Mm-hmm. And there's always a judge that reads something I write and they're like, how did you come up with this? This is such a wacky idea. I love it. Like, this is one of the great, they, they just, you know, dump praise on it. And then there's a judge out of the three who's always saying something like, why would you ever think this is okay? Like, why did you write this? This is insane. Why would anyone think this is okay 
to put on, on in a screenplay. And I found that that's exactly, especially the world we're in, not to get too high level of all the different places that eventually professional writers material can go out. There's that audience. There's that one judge. That's just my audience. And that's the thing. So I don't change. I haven't stopped writing mm -hmm. weird screenplays. I wrote uh, as weird as they'll sound like I wrote one where Ronald McDonald gets murdered and the <laughs> payoff of the whole thing is that he had a secret relationship with one of his cows. Um, <laughs> the, one of the judges was very upset about that. Um, I wrote another, it had to be a love story and it was mm. a knife that falls in love with a chicken that it has to like chop up to be sold in a butcher shop. And it's weird things where someone likes it and someone won't, but yeah. I'm not going to stop writing weird talking animals and talking inanimate objects. I just, mm -hmm. that's what I like to do. And someone, you responded to it. I remember when I submitted this, I was like, she's either going to get this and love it, or they're going to be like, what, this is nothing. This is a person sitting on a beach. This is weird. Yeah. Uh, so fully not changing the kind of stuff you write or the tone mm -hmm. you write in or the, you know, absurdity of your stories just because you get some weird feedback because I I like anyone else probably has stories of negative feedback that I got that really yeah. didn't have anything to do with the it just didn't sit with the person that was reading it and not reading mm -hmm. too much into that and sticking to what you kind of feel is right and and want to enjoy writing yeah yeah I I absolutely agree I think I try to say that I I try not to make it sound so cliche but I think I think a lot of people even in the ink to screen try to write wondering what I'm gonna like I'm like don't mm -hmm. do that like I try I I work really hard with you with you guys to not put my own prejudices or my mm -hmm. own you know projections on your guys' stuff so I'm like do what you, you because it comes through that was yeah. like Anson who won last month um and he find you know he really put all of himself in it and it was it and that's why he won that one you know it was just so good and because I and don't that covered, I, I read that before I yeah. did the, the competition that was the uh like the leprechaun story yes right? yes yeah and that covered that I also enjoyed because it covered the absurd kind of base that mm -hmm. you from this picture something insane that if you read this even if you're the grumpiest person you have to yeah. enjoy like this is wild that's a wild yeah. idea but yeah. then also to have the heartwarming emotional like super impactful deep mm -hmm. um payoff for the story like that's what you can balance and I think like you said you can only get that if you naturally are trying to just write the story you can't you can't forcefully write a story with a face melting leprechaun and an Alzheimer's daughter father payoff. Mm -hmm. You can't force that unless no. you're, you know, some amazing writing machine that just does that. <laughs> correct. Correct. Yeah. So that's kind of why, and I can, and you know, I can usually tell I'm like, Oh, mm -hmm. you try, you were trying to, you know, write something that didn't feel like you. And I, and sometimes I go back and I see who the writer was. Cause I don't get that right away um, until yeah. after I pick the, the winner and everything. And I'm like, Okay. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what, uh, where can we currently catch your writing? Are you, do you have it posted anywhere besides the inked screen, which will. Yeah. I'm probably, I'm probably the worst about this of anything. I don't have, like, I don't have Instagram. I have a, a Twitter that I don't very much use except to follow other writers and get writing news and meetups. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a cover fly profile that I have a script up there of a pilot. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Probably good uh, motivation to have more of like a website set up. But 
I would say that there's a the Coverfly profile. It is like public; anyone can read stuff. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just try and to I get any it. anybody who has one. I mean, I only I only have mine because I'm doing this is is helping yeah. and and um putting that out there. So I do my own promotional like yeah. like spread on there too. But I just like to see if anybody does if they want to put it out there. So everybody who's you know listening can read Ben's winning script along with the finalists. I've already put them up at the scriptmistress.com forward slash ink winners with an S in the end and you can read a story. Well, great. Thank you so much for joining me for this interview, Ben. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. It was great. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that great? Right? <laughs> so much fun. I hope I um, pronounced his name right. Um, if you want to read any of Ben's work, his winning script, and the other five finalists for April, plus all the previous finalists, head on over to the scriptmistress.com forward slash ink winners. Now, it's never too late to sign up. These monthly challenges Challenges go on every month. Um, I love that a lot of the writers, most of the writers kind of just use this as a writing exercise because sometimes giving money and having the competition really helps them focus and get them into the spirit and writing new stuff, which I think is amazing. So you can totally register for the June challenge at the scriptmistress.com forward slash ink to screen. Now the writing action, I love giving you writing actions, but again, taking a break from the archetype series, I want to remind you that I have several free guides and templates to help your writing. Um, I have an outline um, template that can help. Uh, the archetype series as well kind of help you with your characters. The logline workbook, those are all there and free, totally free for you to download right off of the website. You can um, also check out, uh, I kind of spotlighted the logline um, cheat sheet at the scriptmistress.com forward slash scene 31. So you can get that from there. And please feel free to share any of your insights on the Facebook page, Ink to Screen. You never know if your insights will inspire someone else. That's why these I love these interviews with the writers and the winners. Um, I'm really excited. Thank you so much for listening and or watching. I truly value any feedback. If you have like an idea for a future podcast or maybe a future image prompt, please just reach out to me at amber at the scriptmistress.com. Like and follow this show wherever you are watching so you can, or listening, so that you can stay up to date with my new episodes. And talk soon. And until then, happy writing.